night and we are live. I hope everybody is doing well. Be blessed in Jesus' mighty name. Hopping right to it. Full 90 minutes of fury. Let me just cover the stuff that's going on in Chicago right now where you have Walmart closing somewhere. I believe it's the neighborhood of three stores in Chicago. Due to what reason? Why are they closing these stores? Would Walmart ever close these stores? You're like, Tom, it's kind of a small story. It's not a small story because it's all part of the leftist globalist narrative, leftist globalist agenda. It really is, whether you believe it or not. And you're like, well, how could it be part of the leftist globalist agenda when it's affecting leftist globalist? It, the leftist globalist bourgeois agenda has nothing to do with Democrat or Republican. It has to do with totalitarianism. If they can use Republicans ushered in, they'll use Republicans ushered in. And they have, i.e. Mitch McConnell, Mitt Romney, Lisa Murkowski, Susan College, Ben Sass, and many others that you can name. It doesn't matter. This is all part of the agenda. And right now what's happening in Chicago is now you're like, isn't Walmart part of the, well, no, some of them are, some of these people are pawns and some of them are willing participants. Some of them are in charge of the entire agenda. And you know, that's the whole thing. You always need to differentiate. Does, does Joe Biden know that he's part of the new world order? The, you know, the agenda being leverage you into a one world commerce system, i.e. Revelation chapter 13, Revelation chapter 14. Does he know? No, he's not. He just bows his head to whatever he needs to bow his head to, to stay in favor with those who are actually ushering in this agenda. Those are all the mass wearers, including the Christians, including the pastors, uh, including the Republicans, all the mask wearers, all the all the vax pimps and whores, all the willing participants, all those who still claim that the vax stops transmission and infection. When even Anthony Fauci has said that is, that it doesn't stop transmission and infection, then Anthony Fauci goes and espouses the vaccines as if it does stop transmission and infection. You're like none of it makes sense. It all makes sense if you just know what the agenda is. The agenda is the Book of Revelation, chapter 13, 16 through 18, that he causes all both small and great, rich and poor, free and slave, to receive a mark on their right head, right hand or on their forehead, and that no one may buy or sell except one who has the mark or the name of the beast or the number of his name. Here is wisdom. Let him who has understanding calculate the number of the beast. What does that mean? That's now in Revelation 13, 18. What does it mean to calculate the number of the beast? For it is the number of a man. His number is 666. Everybody gets caught up in the 666. It's not going to be a literal 666. It's the number of a man. So it will be a QR code. Quantum, listen, the number, the top five, in the top five, and like, but I've, now what, what's happened in Chicago? I know, I know. The top five financiers, financial contributors of the World Health Organization, which is now via their pandemic treaty, which Joe Biden has signed, Canada has signed, Great Britain is signing, Australia potentially could still sign, but they have they have opted out so far. Where you have the World Economic, I mean the uh, World Health Organization, stipulating to the world's first world countries, the global superpowers, how they shall respond to a pandemic. Not only how shall they respond to a pandemic, the World Health Organization will determine whether or not there's a pandemic. So they could deem anything to be a pandemic, i.e. rising temperatures, lowering temperatures, too much rain, too much fog, whatever it may be, too many, too much CO2 emissions. Everyone needs to shut down for, for uh, two weeks to, you know, two weeks to flatten the emissions. Oh, that could never happen. Oh, really? And we just ended the COVID 
uh, emergency, uh, you know, the state of emergency for COVID. We just ended that over three years after 15 days to flatten the curve. And you don't think that the World Health Organization could come in here and just stipulate there's too many CO2 emissions and everybody needs to go inside for two, oh, but it's only two weeks to, to flatten the emissions, right? But you see, it's all part of one agenda. You've got to get in the number, the top five contributors to the World Health Organization. In those, in that top five, you have, well, Germany's number one, then it's Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation, and then number five is Gavi, which is, the, which is an international vaccine uh, consortium that works with MasterCard to create, and it's not right-wing conspiracy theory, please, Please pull it up and challenge me. I'm fine with it. Gavi is working with MasterCard for quantum dot tattoo tattoo technology, where it's basically a a biometric tattoo that that becomes one in a symbiote with your flesh. So, of course, where would that end up being? I imagine on your forehead. And those, so you have Gavi in partnership with MasterCard developing quantum dot tattoo technology. Gavi is a top five uh, financier contributor to the World Health Organization, along with who? Because Gavi MasterCard is in partnership with who in creating these quantum dot tattoos. Please pull it up because Bill Gates is very proud of it. It's not right-wing conspiracy there. He's very proud that he is greasing the skids for the mark of the beast. Gavi MasterCard is in, in partnership with the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation. And those are two of the top five contributors to those who will deem to you whether or not something's a pandemic or not and how you will respond to the pandemic that they've deemed to be a pandemic. That's the world that we live in right now. It's George Washington and Abraham Lincoln have no influence on this country right now that needs to be back via the Constitution, Bill of Rights, and Declaration of Independence. But right now we're being run by globalist leftists on both sides of the aisle. So back to back to Chicago. So Walmart is pulling the heck out of Dodge. They got to get out. I know they're leftists, but leftists don't want to go bankrupt either. And when you're dealing with with very slim margins in the retail business, you cannot afford to have mass theft. So they're pulling out not for any other reason, but crime occurring inside their stores, not crime occurring in the neighborhood theft that's occurring inside their stores and because of that, that's why you have cvs pulling out of san francisco that's why you have these uh multiple uh stores pulling out of portland and seattle can't make money when nobody's going to prosecute anybody and we're all seeing the videos now it's amazing how what can change in two years so we're about what two years two months into the biden administration two three two years to three months into the biden administration and now crime is a crime is now legal in blue states I mean, basically, that's it. Nope. You ever, you, we've all seen the videos. You're sitting there with a you know a bulky, muscular security guard standing there, watching somebody. They all come in with those construction track and contractor bags and start filling it up full of merchandise, and the person just stands there. You think any of those people actually get prosecuted? Absolutely not. So Walmart can't take it anymore. So they're closing. It's between three and five stores. In Chicago, and they'll end up closing the rest of them too at some point because right now this is just slow walking it out. They'll pull out of Chicago, out of these areas of Chicago. So here is, see some local leaders. Listen to this political tripe. How long I'll let this go, I don't know. Until I get, until I throw up in my mouth, I'll let it go. But here it is. So here's the political leaders responding to Walmart pulling out of Chicago. Play it for me. Oh, we have healthcare deserts. We have food deserts. Yes, sir. And we wonder why. 
Yes, sir. Our communities look like they look. Well, but we truth. have violence every single day. Speak the truth. Yes. It is just not on us. Yeah. It is on the corporate citizens that come into our community yeah. and ravage our community. Yeah. 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 And Walmart, you should be absolutely ashamed of yourself. You are the reason that our communities lack the investment yeah. that they have. We should not have to go out of our communities to find jobs. We should not have to go out of our communities to get medicine. We should not go out of our communities to be able to shop. We should be able to do all of this in our community. Right here. We deserve. We deserve. We deserve. We deserve to be able to shop. Yes, sir. Work. Yes. Play. Yes. In our own community. People truly astound me how they contradict themselves inside their own speech. He's saying that, you know, the community looks like our community is ravaged with crime because of Walmart and I don't want Walmart to go. How does that make any sense at all? And then he's saying we, we, our community is a mess because of Walmart, but our people should have the right to work at Walmart. How does that make any sense at all? This is just a goofball, a goof stick going up. And I guess he's probably running for, for city commissioner or something making absolutely no sense. Our communities, our communities look like they do. Well, you know what, what's you ever, you ever, it's so amazing to me because Pete Buttigieg and he's been getting, it's a little too old to show on the show on the, on the, on the podcast tonight. Well, he came out and said that traffic crashes are racist. That a lot of the traffic problems are from racial road, ra- racist roads, racist bridges, racist traffic lights, and traffic crash- crashes are results of systemic racism. Well, okay. Now, if that's the case, then he's the racist. Because all if this is all, if he's talking about black, black Americans, those areas have been run by him by Democrats for years. So the racist has to be the Biden family because if, if, if roads are racist and traffic crashes in urban centers are racist, they've been run by Democrats for 70 years straight. So they're the racist then. It's amazing how they contradict themselves and amazing how they point the finger at themselves, but they're not called out on it because we have a Goebbels media. Because in order for you to usher in totalitarianism, you gotta have a Mengele who's willing to experiment, do experiments on people. And you gotta have a Goebbels who will endlessly gaslight the American public one lie after another as many times as you can repeat it so a lie becomes the truth. Here's another one, clown world video. This dude can't be serious. Play it for me. Community activists are calling on Walmart to stop its plans to close four stores this coming Sunday. They say Walmart's surprise decision is an act of disrespect. Walmart said these stores are closing because they've never made any money. Well, how come Jewel and other agencies stay in our communities and they make money? They talk about theft. Please, Walmart, stop using that stereotype. <laughs> he says theft is a stereotype. How's, how exactly is it a stereotype? And again, I'm going to be called a racist. And please understand, they're going to call me a racist no matter what. Here, here's the thing. I, I would, if, you don't, if you don't think I'm an equal opportunity offender, you just don't know me. If it was in an area and it was all Asians or all whites or all Hispanics committing a crime, just like I always say all the time, you want to, you, if there's a serial killer or even a mass shooter, 
Okay, I mean, whatever. I mean, well, mass shootings have, st- have, have leaned heavily black recently. But serial killers, almost always white. It's not really, I, why is that? We don't know, but it's still the case. He's saying that a Walmart that is patronized almost exclusively by the black community and is being ravaged with theft, they're going in there with their trash bags and filling it up full of, full of, full of merchandise, just walking right out. So Walmart's losing hundreds of thousands of dollars a week and are now closing their stores. He's saying that it's a stereotype to say that theft is occurring in the store. Well, first of all, who said that they were black people that were committing the thefts? He's the racist. Nobody said they were black people. He's assuming they're black people. So the white liptard moron that Malcolm X hated, that's that idiot right there with his polo shirt on and his moops. His moops. Just like, you know, they're, they're always a typical leftist man. He's got his polo shirt on, buttoned to the top with his, with his man boobs. Fl- fluttering in the wind. Talking. Because they're just, they're just a bunch of feminized, gutless, worthless, political puppets with, with Al Sharpton's hand up their puppet chute telling them to talk. Now, here's, the, here's what's really happening in Chicago. I mean, therefore, I am video. Watch, a te- watch, we may play this a couple times, so you guys be ready. Watch a mob of teens attacking a woman. Since Chicago, wonder why, wonder why Walmart's leaving. Here's why Walmart's leaving. Play it for me. So what exactly did she do wrong? What did she do wrong? You know what she did wrong? She is committing the crime of being white. And those black, and again, they're all going to call me a racist. Go ahead. Imagine if the script was flipped. And that was a group of white teenagers, mainly male, attacking any Hispanic, any black person, any Asian person. Imagine the headlines. And again, it's got nothing to do with race. It has to do with what's true. I don't care what it was. If it was a group of white men attacking any color of any person of any gender, even fake transgender people, I would attack them because violence is sin. And as a gospel minister, as a minister of the gospel of Jesus, I would attack their hatred and violence. It has nothing to do. The problem is, is that these kids feel like their violence is validated. They are validated in violence by, by DEI, by CRT, and by ESG and everything else. DEI, diversity, equity, and inclusion, critical race theory, everybody. And they, and here's the thing, let me make, make, make this point. Even if somebody is racist, if somebody comes up and makes rice, racist re, re, remarks to me, whatever they are, and you're like, that can't happen because you're white. That's crap. I'm telling you, most racism now is pointed at the white community. By white people, even, who want to somehow climb a political ladder by, by espousing false virtue. But if somebody came out up and said racist things to me, that does not give me the right to touch them. Period. Period. It doesn't understand 
Words are not violence. You're like, Tom, what about us? Believe me, I was a cop for 25 straight years, 1992 to 2017. Only time that words become a crime is in the act of the words, the person has a weapon or they are coming at you. Like, I'm gonna kill you, I'm gonna kill you, I'm gonna kill you. That's when it becomes an assault. How is that woman ever, what is that one, Aaron, could you loop it again, just play it, put it silent next to me? Um, If you can do side by side, it'd be great. How is that woman, what has she done at all? Look, I mean, here we go. If you can bring it all the way back to the beginning, that'd be great because I want them to see her. It's all right, just take their time, take your time. Just watch, what has she done? There she is, look at her, look at her. Look at that, look at the horror on her face. What, What has she done? But those teens feel legitimized in their violence because they've been taught that she's a racist even though she's never said a racist word. They've been taught that violence is okay towards racism, whether racism exists or not, you can bring it back to me. So there you go, that's the thing. That's what, they, that's what they've been taught. So they feel like, you know what? They've learned CRT, critical race theory, it's all based on lies. Ibram X ending his stupid, idiotic lies. And we played one video after another of, of educators secretly seeking in, well, we don't call it CRT, we call it TRC. We call it, call it RCT. So that's the, Demo- the Democratic Party Potomac two-step. But these, what's going on are these mobs of teenagers. And let me just be clear, mobs of black teenagers, mobs of black men and women feel legitimized in looting and committing violence because of systemic racism that they've been taught that doesn't actually exist. If anything, it's a reverse racism that's going on in this country. Nothing should be based on race. Nothing. You should. It should be totally merit-based. If you're the best of the best, you take Joseph Lodapo, Surgeon General right here in the state of Florida. The reason he's a black man, the reason why he's the state attorney general is because he's the best. The reason why very, you know, whoever you can name, you can name a mirror. Listen, I'll even give Barack Obama credit. Okay, can't stand him, hated his politics, but he destroyed John McCain. He was a better candidate. I mean, I hate, I, I don't like either one of them. Can't, and I can't stand Mitt Romney either, but Barack Obama was better at campaigning. He deserved to win. He destroyed them. He destroyed them in debates. He was better. He deserves to win. I don't care what color you are. And that's what they'll say right then and there. That makes me a racist. No, but these kids feel legitimized in their violence because A, they've been told that everybody's a racist. Everybody that's white's a racist. Everybody that's Asian's a racist. Everybody that's Hispanic is a racist. Every white man is a racist. Every white woman is a racist. And number two, they've been taught that it's okay to respond to racism with violence. It's not. Even if it was legit violence, even if it was the KKK, even if it was the Black Panthers uh, spouting out honky to me or whatever, we, there, no violence is allowed unless it's self-defense. And I would love to see, I'm going to see how many of these people are going to actually be criminally charged. All right, go to the next one. Uh, Charlie Kirk tweet. Group of black teens, is going over the scenario here, but it adds some more information. A group of black teens maul a white woman in downtown Chicago. The next mayor of Chicago, this is what this was his response. Now, the next mayor of Chicago, man, they just got rid of Lori Lightfoot. And this is why I'm telling you, get out of blue states. Because we're like, yay, Lori Lightfoot's gone. Okay, yeah, she's horrible. The guy that they just reelected or just elected was is worse. So these people aren't learning. It's just like they got rid of de Blasio and then they bring in somebody worse. I mean, all on in New York City. 
I'm astounded that anybody could be stupider to build than Bill de Blasio. Stupider. But lo and behold, they found him. His name is Eric Adams. He's dumber than Bill de Blasio and even a worse mayor than de Blasio. And it doesn't get I me. Mean, you're basically going Hitler to Mao or Mao to Hitler. So this is what they've done in Chicago too. He's now worse. Lori Lightfoot wasn't a big, she was a marginal defund the policer. This guy is a devout defund of the policer in the midst of all this violence, in the midst of Walmart pulling out. You know, if Walmart is pulling out, your city is in major decline. The next mayor of Chicago excuses this barbarism because we, quote, we can't demonize youth who have been otherwise, see here it is, starved of opportunity. So let's leave this up for me just so I can use it for reference. So you are allowed to brutalize a white woman on the streets of New York who's walking into her apartment complex because, quote, they have been deprived, they have been starved of opportunity. So you know, you can you can beat somebody to death. She didn't die, but I'm just saying you can. You can just you can just randomly assault whoever you want because you've been starved of opportunity. See, they've been indoctrinated. They, they've been indoctrinated the opposite way, but it's all brainwashing. They've been indoctrinated to believe that they've been starved of opportunities, which they have not. They've been indoctrinated to believe that everybody's a racist and everybody is not. And the last one, and the most dangerous of all, is that they've been told by people like the new mayor of Chicago that it's okay to commit violence because that's what he just did. It's just like Joe Biden. He has this transgender day of visibility, our first at March 30th, first one in history, three days after the shooting in Nashville from a transgender girl. Right after she gets done executing three, six people, three, three of which were nine-year-olds, Joe Biden celebrates it by saying we're going to have a transgender day of visibility. So does that deter future shootings, future violence, future homicides? Or does that encourage future homicides and mass shootings? Same thing here. He just said, you know what? It's okay that they commit mass violence. Do you see the horror of that woman? And here's the thing. I'm not saying this about her. She might be a Trump supporter. She might even watch the TLP. Who knows? But if she, the odds are she voted this in. And this is what, this is, this is a Bongino, Dan Bongino principle. These liberals, they keep voting. And I don't, they're not liberals. None of these people are liberals. They're leftists. They keep voting in one wretched administration after another until it touches them. I'll bet you that she, if she was a Democrat, she never votes Democrat again. And that's what, how far down Chicago would have to go. Let's go to the next one. Mag's video. Welcome to Chicago. Here's what's happening inside of Chicago right now. Here's why Walmart's pulling out. Play for me. Put out a very specific statement. 
after a morning event at the Chicago Public Library, outgoing Mayor Lori Lightfoot was asked about the Saturday night chaos downtown that led to two people shot, 15 arrested, traffic disrupted, and the CTA suspending service into the loop. Lightfoot says there's lots of opportunity to redirect young people to safe spaces, but scoffed at one reporter describing what happened as, quote, mayhem. And, and here's the thing, the mass majority of the young people that came downtown came downtown because it was a great um, weather and an opportunity to enjoy the city. That's absolutely entirely appropriate. Um, there are a few that came with different intentions, and they have, they have and they will be dealt with. Um, but I'm not going to um, use your language, which I think is um, wrong, uh, to say that it's mayhem. There you go. Now, of course, Lori Lightfoot says it's not mayhem. And I, I have my producer, Aaron, pulling up just a piece of it. As a matter of fact, you can if you just go to the next one for me. It's it's clown. It's a clown world video this, with the car. Oh, yeah. Go right to that, Aaron. So this Rocked right it. here is and not mayhem. This is not mayhem. And if you can, just bump it back to the beginning and run it again like you did, Aaron. Just run, you just time it out. Do the best you can. I know I'm 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 making you do this on the fly. This is not mayhem. This, I want everybody to know that this right. Perfect. Right there. That that's not mayhem to you, as as the that that's the current mayor of Chicago calling this not mayhem. That right there is not mayhem to you. This is I want every this is this is this is a blue city inside of a blue state. You need to get out of here. I'm telling you right now. You're like, well, I don't commit crimes. I don't have to worry about it. If you did this and you are white, and I know that this immediately stipulates that I'm some sort of racist. I'm not. I'm just telling you where the current state of our judicial system is. You can bring it back to me. The current uh, state of our judicial system, the current state of our country, the current state of blue states and blue areas. Here's more. Look at this. You can side by side that. This is Chicago. Lori Lightfoot says that this is not mayhem. This, this is not mayhem to you? Oh, this looks like this is another mostly peaceful protest. This is not mayhem. This is she. She goes. I refuse to to stipulate your language by saying that it's mayhem. That was not mayhem. When you have an army of people running down the streets and the cops running away from them, that's not mayhem. When you have an innocent woman walking up to her apartment complex mauled by twenty or thirty kids out of hundreds that are standing around, that's not mayhem. And I'm just telling you once again. And you can go go just go right to the next one side by side, Aaron. While I'm yapping. And I'll just do the next video, the next Clown World video. That one's in uh, Roseville, California. It's a totally different deal. So there you go, right here. Now, this is Roseville, California. So these are areas run by leftists. Look at this. Look at this. And, I'm, and again, you're a racist, Tom. You're a racist, Tom. You're a racist, Tom. There's a problem in the black community. It's called fatherlessness. There's, no, there's a problem, folks. I mean, to sit here and act like it's not the case. Listen. I'll be an equal opportunity offender. The fatherless rate in the in the white community is now 25%, 75% in the black community. It used to be the black community was actually inverted where you actually had less fatherless homes in the black community than white community. Then it got inverted because of Lyndon B. Johnson, you know, basically paying people to have babies outside of wedlock and it inverted the whole situation. And by a noted racist, you can bring it back to me, by the Democratic Party who are eugenists. Very strange how the black community continues to vote for the people who kill them. Margaret Margaret Sanger and Bill Gates, for, Bill Gates' father, forming Planned Parenthood, which is a eugenist 
organization. Margaret Sanger was a noted eugenist. She wanted to kill the black, wanted to eradicate the black community. You had the, a Democratic Party regime inject the black community with syphilis, never even told them, black men, never told them, watched them uh, shrivel up and die and made notes about it as they did so for some sort of ex- experiment. Mass vaccination inside of the black community. And yet the, the black community continues to vote Democrat when the Democrats cause the number one cause of death in the black community, which is abortion. 400 plus thousand abortions per year in the black community solely brought to you by the Democratic Party, but yet they still keep voting for the Democrats. They keep voting for their oppressors. But there's a problem and not addressing it. You don't have the right to address it, Tom, because you're white. Well, I reject that. Any, anybody with common sense can tell there's a crime problem. There's a racism problem inside of the black community. Is there a racism problem inside the white community? Absolutely. Of course, is there a racism problem inside of the Asian community? Of course, there's racist everywhere. But right now, what's happening is black on white violence because they've been taught that they are legitimate in doing so. They are justified in doing so because they're attacking racist people. So again, the great error is teaching all of these, the teaching the black community that every white person's a racist, that's a major error. And number two, and the worst error, is to teach them that you are justified in committing violence against somebody that you deem to be a racist. All of it's incorrect. Changing subjects. All right, let's go to that. Let's go do. Let's go to COVID. Now I had to show you this, and you're like, some of this, you're like, this is old. It's not. It's actually a new video. But you're like, you know, event 201. It's old. Well, it's coming back again. It's going to come back in. This has been my beef with everybody inside the evangelical community that caved to COVID. Because the problem is, is it, 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 those that caved to COVID and then maybe a month or two, a year, 18 months afterwards, you know, came out against the COVID narrative, but you never have said that you're wrong in caving to begin with. So what it is is now you've, you've made something legitimate. What you've made legitimate because you've never said you were wrong in masking, closing down your churches, closing down your business, six foot distance, quarantining yourself, pimping and ordering vaccines. You've never come out and said that you were wrong. So the next time they come out with a medical label onto a emergency, you'll cave again. Because this one will be worse. It's like every variant was worse. That every They said every variant was worse and actually every variant was much less than the original variant. This is all lies. But what, but what, it, what, what the globalist left, bourgeois leftist elitist, have learned from the evangelical community is that the evangelical community can be, very, can be easily fooled as long as you put a medical label on your pandemic, on your planned totalitarian takeover. As long as you do that, which is what they'll do with CO2 emissions, it's what they're doing with the transgender narrative. The reason why you see mass crime in, in Chicago is why? Because Kim Fox is there. Who's Kim Fox? That's the, Sor- the Soros district attorney who refuses to prosecute anybody. But that's on purpose too. It's not because she loves crime because crime doesn't matter to her because she lives in an ivory temple surrounded by guns. Walled off. The walls you're not allowed to have 
the guns that you're that you're the guns that you're not allowed to have, the wall that you're not not allowed to have, the security you're not allowed. To, she'll always have. So crime is of no issue to her. Of her to Joe Biden to Hunter Biden doesn't matter. The bourgeois left to sleep. They'll always have the ribeyes instead of the bug eyes. They'll always have the guns. They'll always have the walls. They'll always have the things that you don't have. So they know that. So crime isn't something that she necessarily wants, but it's a great tool. So in essence, she does want it. But it really, what I want to say is it just doesn't matter to her. Kim Fox was put into place by who? George Soros. Just like Twinkies, Alvin Bragg. Just like Larry Krasner in Philadelphia. Just like George Gascon in Los Angeles. Just like Kim Gardner in St. Louis. They've, they've been put in place to allow, to actually precipitate, cause mass crime so that they can come in and take your guns. Look, we have a real crime problem here. We need to get all the guns out of here. It's on purpose. And not just to grab the guns so that they can come in and usher in totalitarianism. Curfews, 15-minute cities. You can't, you can't buy, sell, trade, or travel without their permission, without your QR code that starts off on your phone but will eventually end up on your right hand or on your forehead. All for your safety now. They're offering you, this to the, the, they're offering you their solutions to the very problems that they cause. They cause mass crime so that they can offer you their solution, which is mass control. Just like they caused the pandemic, they funded the Wuhan Institute of Virology. They funded the gain-of-function research. Ralph Barrick, UNC, Bat Lady, Dr. Fauci, Peter Daszak, CCP, Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation created the Alpha Variant, then offered their various wretched, horrible solutions, everything resulting in death. The variant, the Alpha Variant, death. Delta Variant, death. Omicron Variant, death. Maskings, death. Lockdowns, death. Vaccines, holocaust. It's the point of it all. It's all it really is a concerted plan. Not many people on the left know that they're pawns of it. They just bow to it because they believe, like if you're dealing with like a rudimentary, just say city commissioner in Chicago, he doesn't know about the globalist agenda, but he has to bow to it so that he can go up the ladder of the globalist left. So he bows to it, make sure his mask is on, make sure his second mask is on, make make sure his, his N95 is on. He makes sure that he buys an EV or he, or he espouses them for everybody else, but you know he himself doesn't have one. That's what they, they, none of them care about the very issues that they claim to care about. They're just vehicles to usher in totalitarianism. That was COVID from day one. It was never anything else but a pandemic, and it was planned at Event 201. And just some the reason why I'm playing this is because this is a new video, but I want I want to show you there's there's new there's new uh, revelations that are coming out about this and more and more revelations will come out because I prayed that they would and you should be praying that too that in Jesus name the truth comes out about event 201 truth comes out about COVID truth comes out about vaccinations truth comes out about Pfizer truth comes out about Moderna truth comes out about Fauci truth comes out about Burks truth comes out about Collins truth comes out about Trump truth comes out about Biden truth, you're like Trump Tom you love Trump I do love Trump you blew it on COVID though blew it Blew it on COVID, still blowing it on vaccines. All right, CCG, uh, Jay, the narrative video, RFK Jr., Event 201. Play it for me. And raise your hand if you know what Event 201 was. Okay, for those of you who don't know, Event 201 
was a pandemic simulation, a coronavirus pandemic simulation in New York City, hosted by Bill Gates and Avril Haines, the deputy, former deputy director of the CIA who did all of the Guantanamo Bay cover-up. She is like the cover-up queen. They were working on ways to use the coronavirus pandemic as a pretense for clamping down totalitarian controls globally. George Gayo and Avril Haines from the CIA are talking, they have a soliloquy about how do we clamp down and stop people from saying this came from a lab leak. And they say, well, we got to get the social media companies to censor them and deplatform them and all this. You can go on YouTube and watch this tonight. It's called Event 201, and this is the fourth section of it. But then I started doing a deep dive when I was writing the book, and I found out that was not a one-off. And I describe in that book, I found about 20 of these that they had been doing since 2001. And they're all scripted by the CIA. And all of them include top-level officials like James Wolsey, the deputy director of the CIA, uh, Taro Tool, all of them have senior CIA officials. Many of them have famous people who kind of give an imprimatur of legitimacy to what they're doing, like Madeleine Albright or Tom Daschle or, you know, Bill Gates and a lot of them, um, and Gro Brundtland from, uh, you know, from the WHO. They end up drilling, each one of them, is drilling the imposition of totalitarian controls. They're, collectively, they have names like Dark Winter and Grimson uh, uh, Contagion and all these weird names, but collectively they're called Operation Lockstep. Sorry, I got some. <laughs> so they, they actually, you know, so what's funny about these people, and I've told you this, is that they'll always reveal themselves. If you take Matthew chapter 7, verses 13 and 14, Enter ye in at the straight gate, for wide is the gate, and broad is the way that leadeth to destruction. And many there be which go in thereat. So broad is the way that leadeth to destruction. What's the most famous street in New York? Broadway. The devil, the devil and his demons will always reveal themselves because they're zealous, not smart. You can't be smart and be a demon. You want to overthrow the Most High God. How are you going to overthrow Yahweh? There's no way when he breathed you into existence, you could overthrow the very one who breathed you into existence. By the word of the Lord, the heavens were made. And all the host of them, by the breath of his mouth, he created all the angels by breathing. And you're going to overthrow the guy who breathed you into existence? Might want to just worship him. So they're not smart. These are not smart people. They reveal themselves. They're just zealous people and demonic people, politically motivated people. People with great as with with wretched evil aspirations, but you look at you look at one of the one of these they call their crimson contagion, uh, one of their other names where these, these is what they they actually call them so Operation Lockstep. Yeah, that was the one I was going to say. And my producer Aaron just said something to me. They revealed themselves because what did Joe Biden say it was going to be a dark winter? He's an idiot. He's a demonic-filled, demonic-influenced idiot. He actually says one of their one of their clandestine names is Dark Winter. Oh, this is right-wing conspiracy. It's not right-wing conspiracy theory. It's on YouTube. It's on YouTube. You have Avril Haines, who is our current our current DNI director of national intelligence. She's our current DNI. She's over the CIA. 
at the time of Event 201 in October of 2019, she was the assistant director of the CIA, the assistant director of the CIA at the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation, coupled with the World, uh, World Economic Forum's event, which is Event 201. Event 201 was funded and put on by the WEF and the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation. Why would our assistant CIA director be there? It's strange, isn't it? Or former assistant CIA director. Why, why would she be there? And she's there. You can flash them up wherever you see fit, Aaron. Well, she's there and she's meeting with George Gal. Either use it or get rid of it because it's, it's distracting the crap out of me that she's sitting there staring at me. Yeah, thank you. This stuff you guys can't see that I can see on screens that I'm looking at. That Aaron and Aaron flashes stuff up and we work it out as we go. But she's actually in the one of those photos meeting with George Gal. Who's George Gal? George Gal is the CCP's CDC director. The People's Liberation Army's CDC director, their version of the CDC. Why would we, why would our, our assistant director, our former assistant director of the CIA at the World Economic Forum's event, at the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation's event, Event 201, why would she be there meeting with George Gao to discuss suppressing media stories? I, I've got, I actually have something here. I, I'm not going to get to it tonight because it's 922. And how many slides have I gotten through? I'm on 12 and I've got 60 slides to get to. So I'm on 12 right now and it's 922. So, yeah. So why would she be there meeting with that? And, and all the Christians do what they're told from these people. All the conservatives do what they do because they put a medical name on it. They put a medical label on it. This is a medical emergency. So everyone will do what they're told. There she is. There's Avril Haines right there. That's the woman, just everybody who took, who took your COVID shot and hasn't repented, and I mean by repented, I mean say that you are wrong, closed your churches, masked, social distance, quarantined your healthy family, stood six feet apart, locked your churches down, here's your God. We might as well just make a temple to her, get a carved image to her and start worshiping her and start burning incense to her. Because until you say that you're wrong, she's coming again, whether it's her, right now, she's the current DNI. She's in charge of the CIA. That's who this woman is. And she was at event 201 along with Moderna. There's George Gal, And she's meeting with George Gal, meeting with talking about how can we, we as in the United States and China partnering to squash information coming out in the media, squ squash opposition media. You, you see, you're the, you, you're absolutely out of your mind if you believe that you're governed by the Constitution. You're not governed by the Constitution. You're actually governed by globalist leftists that have come in, bumped the Constitution out of the way, usurped the power of the government of the United States of America, which is supposed to be empowered by the Constitution. That's all been blown up, and we're actually governed by a bourgeois leftist globalist elite. Even when Trump was president, the reason why he's not president is he didn't get rid of enough of these people because Trump, for some reason, has a problem firing people. He wouldn't think he does after his show on TV where he says, you're fired. But he does. The Apprentice is trying to remember the name of it. Wasn't a big Apprentice fan. 
But he, he, what you do, and this is what I've said, but what I've said a couple times, is when he's president again, I believe that he'll be president again. You're like Tom. What about DeSantis? You love DeSantis too. I do, but I don't. I, I don't even think DeSantis is going to run at this point. He might. He might prove me wrong. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not flagging that. I'm not saying mark my words on that. I'm not. I've made some other statements like we'll never have a nuclear war from this Ukraine situation because we're not. I'm not going to condemn. They're not going to kill themselves. Understand that you people are like they're going to release a contagion with an 80 percent death rate. They're not going to do that. It's all going to be propaganda. It's all going to be a false flag. It'll all be a tail wagging a dog. It's never going to be that way. They're not going to threaten themselves. That's why they use CO2. They know CO2 is no threat. CO2 levels have been higher and higher and higher, and it just gets colder and colder and colder. It's 50-something degrees today in Florida. But they're, So they're not going to do that. But anyway, you just have to ask yourself why you have our current DNI at a WEF Bill and Melinda Gates-funded Event 201, discussing banning media, censoring media with the CCP because they're not Americans. They're not Americans. They, look, they, 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 are, they are global citizens. They have no interest. They, they have no interest in the heritage of America. The red, white, and blue, Betsy Ross, George Washington, Benjamin Franklin, Abraham Lincoln, Paul Revere. They have no interest in any of that. The Constitution, Declaration of Independence, Bill of Rights. They have no interest in any Gettysburg Address. They don't care about any of that. They're globalist, bourgeois, leftist, elitist. You'll own nothing while they own everything, and allegedly you'll be happy. So here's, here's another thing that's coming out. So I'm telling you, so what they were doing there is banning censoring information all right so now though they can't keep they can't hold back they can't keep their finger in the dam anymore it's coming out whether you have monsters like naomi wolf under Ban- uh, steve bannon's pandemic war room who every day goes through the pfizer release documents that they were forced to release when they wanted to keep them classified for 75 years they wanted to keep them confidential for 75 years now that they've been forced to release them, so Naomi Wolf keeps coming out with this just devastating reports. Devastating. People like, you know, the, I, I really can't see what's happening with the vaccine or how, how bad it is. It's bad. If we had a legitimate media, this would be the biggest story in human history. I'm telling you that right now. You're talking, you're talking about World War II. You're talking about dropping atomic bombs. You look at just what Joe Biden's done on the southern border. 107,000 people died of fentanyl in 2022. 107,000 people. 59,000 died in the 15-year Vietnam War. 107,000 in one year because of Joe Biden. You're like, Tom, that's not COVID. That's not the vaccine. The vaccines, I mean, it pales in comparison. I'm telling you right now, the real statistical geniuses, the Edward Dowds puts puts vaccine deaths inside the United States right right now at 800,000. You're like, that's impossible. It would never be covered up. See how it's going to work is this. See if you can track me on this. On average, per year inside the United States, we have 1 to 1.2 million people die, flat out. This, this is 2019, 18, 17, 16, 15, 14. To basically 1 to 1.2 million. So let's just make it easy, all right? 1.2 million Americans die per year inside the United States. Most of those people die of pneumonia, mainly, just like they did in the UK. It's like they do in the UK. But, so you simply, during COVID, reclassify those deaths. That's how they got all their COVID deaths. 
So now, if you have 800,000 people dying dispersed over, do that, December 2019 is when, they, when the vax was rolled out, onward into all of 2021, all of 22, and now four months into 2023. So if you have 800,000 Americans that have died over the last, let's just roughly put it at two and a half years, then it's roughly just, just making things very, very rough here. Basically, 400,000 people a year are dying extra, which Peter McCullough puts it at like 300 and something thousand excess deaths. I don't know if he meant yearly or in totality. So it would line up if it's yearly. So how hard would that be to die? How, how, how hard would that be to cover up? That would, not that hard. In a country of, they always, and you've heard me say this many times, in a country of really 400 million people, they always say 320 million people. That was a 2006 census. And we let in 2 million legal immigrants per year. And Joe Biden so far has let in 7 million illegals. And it's two and a half years. So you really think we have the same amount of people in this country in 2006 as you think we have the same amount of people in 2023 as we had in 2006? Don't think so. So how hard would it be to hide 400,000 excess deaths per year in a country with 400 million people living in it? It wouldn't be very hard. Remember, a million is a thousand thousands. And I'm talking about 400,000 per year extra that are dying. So you go from 1.2 million people dying per year to 1.5, 1.6 million people dying per year. And at first, you see, what happens is, is they depend on everybody forgetting about everything and stop checking. So the, the people who have been most devastated by the vaccine are the elder, is the elderly population. They're already, this sounds really coarse, I don't mean it that way. I really, honestly, I'm not being sarcastic. I don't mean it that way. The, it's been, they would have died anyway. That's, so people are like, well, it's acceptable. My grandfather who, firm, I'm just, this isn't my grandfather. Both my grandparents were dead long before this. They say, well, you know what? My grandfather, grandmother died post-vaccination, but you know, she was, a, she was 84 years old, but never had a health problem in her life. So you know what? She's dead. Betty White, you know, she's dead, you know, because you know, never had a health problem in her life, but suddenly dies very quickly after having the vaccine. So they can excuse them for a while. But the most adversely affected, I mean, really adversely affected, see if you can track me with this. So with the elderly population gone first, because they're, they're going to die at higher rates anyway, so that can all be hidden. But the people most adversely affected are those with the average age, average age of 24 to 64. Their excess death rate is 40% right now, according to Edward Dowd. Follow him on Twitter. Follow him on social media. Statistical genius, BlackRock, former BlackRock executive. So that, and, and all other age categories is up 32%. When that starts affecting us is when people will start to notice. And if you've noticed, look at all the help wanted signs everywhere. You're like, even with all this illegal immigration, Look at all the help wanted signs because our young people are dying. It's not, you're like, Tom, it's impossible. I would hear about it. Who would hear about it from who? From who? Fox isn't on your side. Newsmax bends over and spreads them every time something comes and threatens them. Own is pretty good. You have to follow the right sources to even know what's actually happening. Those, that's what, that, those are the real numbers. 
So eventually, it's going to affect us. Or could that also be why they're importing more and more people coming through the southern border to fill the jobs of the vax dead? Notice how they're not forcing any of them to take the vaccination either. You notice that? Because they'll be, again, this goes really deep, but mass migration, mass illegal migration is all part of the leftist agenda. The leftist agenda is to flood countries with mass illegal migration that have no heritage connection to the country they're illegally migrating to so that they're more easily globally governed out of Davos. That's part of the plan too. So here's more material. As Remember now, Event 201, you've got Avril Haines meeting with George Gao, the CDC director for China, meeting with them on how to censor information. It, right just prior to or it's not even prior to the outbreak prior to the reported outbreak of COVID-19 so here's more information so you have them trying to sequester information well now it's all coming out anyway because we're winning lawsuits which what is but we need to quit protesting quit holding signs we need to coagulate billions of dollars and bring all these people into court put them on the record put them on the stand So if they lie, they're perjuring themselves and they can be prosecuted for that. So here's some information that's come out. Here's Tom Tom Fitton from Judicial Watch. And here's the vaccine secrets. Listen to how our country orchestrated vaccine secret keeping with with the UK. Play for me, other. You filed for some records from the HHS and found this confidentiality agreement between the United States and the UK regarding vaccine adverse events. It seems like that's the type of information that the American people and the British people would really want to know. So why why were they so uh, apt to keep it quiet? Well, uh, they were talking about anaphylaxis responses, adverse events related to the vaccine. And they were sharing information with um, the the UK, their UK counterparts. Uh, And it was an important agency within the public health establishment involved, at least on our end, in uh, advising on the vaccine. And so they were exchanging information. And both sides were very concerned uh, about the confidentiality agreement they had. And I read this and I said, well, what do you mean? What confidentiality agreement? Why are we engaged in a secret deal to keep secret information about adverse events related to the vaccines? Uh, I just think it's troubling. And, um, you know, the document speaks for itself. What is this secret agreement? And it's not the first time we've seen this. Uh, back when COVID first emerged, uh, we uncovered documents showing there was a um, an agreement with the Chinese. Uh, the Chinese had dictated terms of secrecy in an agreement in exchange for our ability to go over there and it looks like look at uh, what information they had on the virus at the time. Obviously, they weren't terribly forthcoming, so there wasn't much maybe to keep secret. But first, we have the Chinese communists keeping, uh, basically entering into an agreement uh, with our government officials to keep material secret about the COVID. And now it looks like when it comes to vaccine adverse events, there's a confidentiality agreement that no one previously knew about with the United Kingdom. Uh, It is troubling. See, these confidentiality agreements are very troubling. You had actually had one inside of Israel where Israel cannot release vaccine side effects or vaccine injuries or vaccine deaths under contract with Pfizer. Why is that? Well, you know, people will say, well, you know, we want to 
increase vaccines, uh, vaccine confidence. Why would you want to increase vaccine confidence when the vaccine is harming people? Why would you want to increase vaccine confidence when it doesn't stop transmission, infection, hospitalization, and death? Because everybody right now, hospitalization from COVID-19, death from COVID-19 is a vaccine side effect. Nobody should be dying of COVID-19 now. It is an extremely mild, less than a flu, less than a common cold variant, Omicron, BA4 and 5. So you have, at the beginning of COVID, you have a confidentiality agreement between the United States. I told you, you're not being governed by the Declaration of Independence, Constitution, or Bill of Rights. George Washington, Abraham Lincoln, anybody you want to name, founding fathers, no, nobody. You know, that's, that's been gone for a long time. The closest hope that we had was Donald Trump. So we had Ronald Reagan for his eight years, 80 to 88, and then Donald Trump from 16 to 20. That's been it. Everything else has been a bourgeois leftist elitist. We're not, and, and all of our rights have been eroded over time. While you're sitting there thinking the whole time that you have, and I, me included, up till three years ago, I believe that Republicans were there fighting for me. I did. I'm a very transparent person. I admit it. But that's all fake. It's all to, it's all to create an illusion that they're there fighting for you so that you don't vote. You don't vote correctly. If you believe that you have somebody there fighting for you, then you won't vote them out. And they can continue to be controlled opposition and usher the, the leftist globalist narrative agenda forward in a more palatable way, but ever forward. So you have the United States enter into a confidentiality agreement with the CCP about COVID. Why can't we know things? You ever ask, well, it's, you know, it's for national security. For what? Everything's classified in D.C. now. Everything is classified. They, they say that they call it a threat to national security if you, if, you discuss, if, you, if you publicize the malfeasance of a politician. The malfeasance of a politician, i.e., it's not a threat. I'll just use one six as an example. Nancy Pelosi's phone calls with Ray Epps need to be released to the public. It's not a threat to national security. You're like, that never happened. It did happen. It did. Whether she talked to him or not, he was calling her office at least four times. That needs to be released. No, it's a threat to national security. How? How is that a threat to national security at all? It needs to be released to the public. Why can't we know about the origins of COVID-19? How, how, does, that, how does that hinder the response at all? Well, it hinders... The true response was to usher in totalitarianism. Get to the vaccine, to get to the vaccine passport, which then lays the infrastructure for CBDC and social credit systems. That was the point of it all. All you COVID-caving, moronic, stupid conservatives and Christians that fell for this, that have yet to repent. And again, unless you've said the vaunted three words, you've, let, you've, you've, you've yet to repent. I was wrong. I was wrong. If you're a pastor and you've never said I was wrong for masking your church, vaxxing your church, closing your church down, then you have legitimized putting a medical label on any sort of totalitarian tactic. You've, you've legitimized it. You've said that, you know what? We will bow to any totalitarian tactic that has a med medical label on it. You bow to because you never said I was wrong. You're just pretending like you never bowed now. That doesn't work. Even if you're staunchly anti-COVID, but you've never, or anti-vax, but you've never come out and said, I was wrong for quarantining my healthy family. Quarantine day one, quarantine day two. 
then you have, you are legitimizing. You are giving validity and credibility and power to the tactic of ushering in totalitarianism with a medical label. So then you have the UK and the United States coming in with a confidentiality agreement that we will not, as, as two Five Eyes countries, we basically create a treaty to lie to our citizens. And if you discover these things now, they'll say, that's a threat to national security. Like the CISA leaks, like, like, the, like the DOD leaks about the Ukraine. That's a threat to, that's a threat to national security to know that Ukraine's losing. That, you, that, Ukraine, that the Ukraine has lost 70,000 soldiers and Russia's only lost 16,000. And that their air defenses are going to collapse in May. How's that a threat to national security? Why can't we know? Why can't we know about vaccine side effects? Well, because it'll because it it'll be a, you know a detriment to vaccine confidence. But the vaccine that does nothing but cause harm, why do you need to have confidence in that anyway? Because it, it'll stop the pandemic. The, you know, the vaccine that doesn't stop transmission and infection actually makes you more more infected, more transmissible. You carry a more a a, a two hundred and fifty times the viral load if you're vaccinated. That that vaccine, it's not even a vaccine. It's a gene therapeutic that actually trains your cells to create S-spike proteins and exclusively fight S-spike proteins and nothing else, which is why these people are dying of a variant that the vaccine doesn't even address. So why, why can't we know vaccine side effects? How is that a threat to anybody? But our country did that. Understand that you're not governed by the Constitution that's been usurped by globalist leftists, many of whom need to be arrested. Criminally charged, Nuremberg-style tribunals need to occur for people who came out and said, like Anthony Fauci, I just talking about Anthony Fauci walking around D.C. with Muriel Bowser. Take the vaccine. It'll stop the pandemic. You knew felt for full well at that time that this vaccine did nothing to stop transmission and infection. So you're lying to people, and because of it, people have Bell's palsy, people are dead, they have ADE, they have have cardiopulmonary embolisms, they have blood clots. I've got more on this blood clot, I won't get to it tonight, but I've got more blood on this blood clot stuff. I mean, it's absolutely astounding what's happening. People think, because it's not in the news, people don't think it's, I'm telling you, what's your news source? People are dropping all over the globe from this thing. Here's an example. Oh, that, yeah, put that up there for me, or Heather. Now, that's my artwork right there. And you're wondering why I'm more of a professional speaker than a professional painter, or what's a drawer, what do you call that, etch, sketcher? What is it? Art, well, artiste, yeah. Well, I am an artiste. I'm just a different type of artiste in my own mind, of course. But the first block there, if we're going left to right, the first block there, that's COVID-19. So there's your death rates. This is Sweden, Australia, New Zealand. Now this is this this is an this is a perfect study. Now let me let me show you what I mean. If you take Sweden, which didn't do lockdowns, didn't do masking, didn't, you're like, well, yeah, but look at their look at their freaking death rates. Yeah, okay, I'm gonna explain that to you. And of course, Australia in the pink, New Zealand in the green. So you have a study of COVID responses and vaccine responses. It gets sort of complicated, but it's not. So you see Sweden, now that first block there, the first black out blocked area is COVID-19. 20, that's all of basically all of 2020. 
There were their death rates. If you look at the left, look at the left excess deaths per 100,000. All right. So there you go. So during COVID, does anybody notice anything? That during COVID, for Australia and New Zealand, their excess deaths went down. <laughs> Sweden's, Sweden's went up, all right, marginally, but they, they went up, all right, so their excess deaths went up. Sweden, which had a very minor, you know, didn't, didn't lock down, didn't mask, didn't do any of those things. And of course, then you have Australia and New Zealand, which completely locked down and, and, and built COVID camps, right? So you can argue about responses where you have, it looks like you have Sweden, more people died during COVID or whatever else. But let's, and we can, we can argue that all day. But if you, if everybody just runs and locks down, well, less people are going to, remember, this isn't COVID deaths. This is excess deaths. So excess deaths in Australia and New Zealand are going to go down because nobody's moving. <laughs> Everybody's locked down. Nobody's going to work. Nobody's driving anywhere. Nobody's flying anywhere. Nobody's flying in. Nobody's flying out. Nobody's driving in. Nobody's driving out. So excess deaths are precipitously going to go down. But no, notice, no, but it's very strange that nobody's dying of COVID. In either case, by the way, basically nobody's dying of COVID. 0.1%. Regardless of any argument, 0.1% post-infection death rate worldwide. But then look, now the next box, starting in late 2020 with the VAX rollout, the next box is vaccines. So you would think, take just the height of each of those, of those, and just start right there, like in that, that little section where the blue and the first box, where the green, the red, and the blue all intersect. You take that, right? It's co- let's just, we'll just use that. There's a co- that's a COVID-19 bubonic plague the pandemic, the 0.1% death rate, not 1% that even Rand Paul still says drives me nuts, much as I love him, 0.1% death rate. That's it right there. So you launch from there because this should be the epicenter. Everybody's dying from this bubonic plague. No, actually, nobody died. Statistically speaking of the bubonic plague, some people died of COVID, but most of the people who died of COVID didn't die of COVID. They died with COVID or presumed COVID. Renamed other diseases as COVID with fake PCR tests that are 97% inaccurate. That Carrie Mullis, the designer of PCR, said never to use to diagnose a viral infection. Of course, that's what we exclusively use to diagnose a viral infection. So you look at it. Now, where did all the, look at their current deaths to the far right. That is week eight of 2023. So week eight of 2023. That is the end of February all the way to the far, far right. And just continuing to go up. And everyone thinks, not everyone thinks, I know that I'm preaching to the choir, but you think I'm exaggerating about Australia. Use Australia, the red line, where they've had more COVID deaths. This is all excess deaths. They've had more COVID deaths. This includes all COVID deaths, but excess deaths. They've had more excess deaths in 2020, correction, they've had more COVID deaths, not excess deaths, in 2022 than 2020 and 2021 combined. This proves it, as those are included in this number. But these are just simple excess deaths. Shouldn't Shouldn't it be going down from that three line intersection? If these are great vaccines and they've stopped all COVID deaths, because the COVID deaths were what caused the excess deaths. 
that didn't really exist. Because look, they didn't really exist. So the vaccines were for what? To stop excess deaths that didn't exist. It's like stop global warming that or climate change that doesn't exist. Tra- transgender genocide that doesn't exist. So, but even if it doesn't exist, shouldn't the deaths go down? Just generally speaking, because COVID deaths are completely eliminated? No, excess deaths are skyrocketing. They cannot hide. That's weak. Now, that, we, that doesn't even include March and April of this year. And they're not going down. And even though you may, it may not have touched you yet. And it may, I mean, I don't mean you, those of you who are vaccinated. If you're vaccinated, you need to be prayed over, have that thing leached out of your body and all the damage healed in Jesus' name. Matter of fact, I'm going to do it because I haven't done it for a month. Let's do that right now. If you're vaccinated, it's only take 30 seconds. Don't hop off. Got a lot more to get to here in my final, whoever knows how long I'm going to stay on. But if you're vaccinated, you need to be prayed over right now. I don't hate you. I'm not against you. I'm against the vaccine. Tom, you called me stupid. Well, I don't take that back. I'm sorry. I'm not sorry that I said it. I'm sorry that you feel that way. That's the most worthless apology in the world, isn't it? I'm sorry. You know, I'm sorry that you're hurt. I'm not sorry for what I did. I'm just sorry that you're, so I'm not sorry for saying what I said. But if you're vaccinated, I want you well. Even if you hate me right now, trust me, you need this prayer. You need it. So if you've been vaccinated, put your hand on whatever screen you have. You're watching on a phone, just put a finger on it, whatever it is. Whatever screen you're watching, if you've been vaccinated, you need to be prayed over right now. Put your hand on that screen. I'm going to pray over you. It's going to take 15 seconds. Ready? Here we go. Lord Jesus, for all those that have put their hand on that screen that have been vaccinated, Right now, through the power of the Holy Ghost, I command all of that vaccine to leave their body right now in Jesus' name and all damage done from it to be healed right now in Jesus' name. Done. There you go. Stand in faith. That's the truth. You are unvaccinated and undamaged in Jesus' mighty name. All right, let's go to the next one. Dr. Anastasia Maria Lopez, National Citizens Inquiry. I wanted you just to see this because we are, people are beginning to forget. How did they come up with 900,000 COVID deaths in America? 1.1 million COVID deaths in America. How did they come up with these stats? Here's how they did it. Play it for me. We were doing shift change one morning, so the night crew goes off, the day crew comes on. We take a report from the night crew. They had just come from a jumper, and we said, well, we'll help you clean things up. And it was just around the corner. It was from an eight-story building. And they had told us about the call. There really wasn't any, anything left to transport. Um, later that day, um, my partner and I received a call from public health that the patient early that morning from that address had been swabbed for COVID and tested positive. And I said, well, we looked back and I said, oh, that was the, the night crew that had the jumper. And I said, I don't understand how that would, what would you swab? Like you would, did you bring a spatula? I, I, this doesn't make any sense. That patient wasn't in a condition to swab, but they, they assured me that that was a, a COVID positive case. Um, you certainly don't have to have medical training to understand the cause of death from jumping out an eight story building. See, I just don't want people to forget. You have a jumper, jumps out of an eight-story building, smashes basically to unrecognizable condition on the street, swabbed the blood, came back COVID positive, put it down as a COVID death. That is what was happening around the globe. 
More so in the United States than anywhere else, though. Just so you know, because they got, uh, United States had to be conquered. So you had to have mass COVID death. Still here to this day, we had a much, you know, we did far worse with COVID than other countries because only 70% of our population is vaccinated in comparison to Australia, whose people are, they're in the middle of a pandemic, COVID pandemic right now in Australia. You know, more people are dying of COVID now than 2020 and 2021 combined. I, I already alluded to that. But they, you know, America had to be conquered. America had to be brought into submission. We weren't because of people like Ron DeSantis, because of people like Donald Trump, even though he pimped the vaccine, he shouldn't have done that, but his COVID, overall COVID response was better than everybody else. With people like Christy Nome, we stood. We stood, but so they had to generate all these false numbers, and that's how they did it. All right, now the, I just want to do a, a summary, basically, of this week with the Biden administration. Here's number one, 1776 tweet. Court filing, Kamala Harris, Merrick Garland, violate U.S. code. So those are just two minor players, right? Just the vice president of the United States and the attorney general, chief law enforcement officer in the country, and the person who's one heartbeat away from the presidency. Why have they violated U.S. code? Well, they never took an oath of office. That's a fact, by the way. It's an absolute fact from the national file. They have not taken an oath of office. Kamala Harris, Merrick Garland, and other leading Democrats are in violation of U.S. code and have not sworn an oath to the U.S. Constitution. I mean, don't worry, though. I mean, don't you worry. This is all just a coincidence from people who hate the Constitution, who who refuse to enforce the Constitution, follow the Constitution, obey the Constitution. They never took an oath to, to uphold the Constitution. They never swore an oath to obey the Constitution. Just all coincidence, though, that Merrick Garland is doing unconstitutional law enforcement activities, Mar-a-Lago raid, arresting pro-lifers, arresting Peter Navarro, arresting Steve Bannon, various, I could go on and on. We'll go back, go on to the whole Alvin Bragg thing, but that's not, Alvin Bragg is not just a New York thing. Also has to do with with a, a, a Justice Department attorney named Colangelo, who he's working with. National file article, here it is. The new court filing reveals that Kamala Harris, Merrick Garland, and other leading Democrats in the Biden administration, including Secretary, Defense Secretary Lloyd Austin, Homeland Security, Homeland Security Secretary Alejandro Mayorkas, and Trans, uh, Transportation Secretary Pete Booty Judge, have all, and that's on purpose, I know it's how you really pronounce his name, have no oath of loyalty to the United States on file as required by law. They've never sworn an oath to the Constitution. You know why they haven't? So they can disobey and say, I never swore an oath of, of obedience. They, ne- they never swore, swore an oath of loyalty to the United States Constitution because they hate the Constitution. I mean, you hear who these people are? The Vice President, the Attorney General, the Secretary of Defense, the Secretary of the Department of Homeland Security, our southern border. Wonder, wonder why our southern border is wide open, which violates the United States Constitution? Because Alejandro Mayorkas has never sworn an oath of loyalty to the Constitution. No problem for him. It's unpredictable. Two and a half years in, and they've never sworn an oath to uphold and defend the Constitution. Here's another one. Ross, Ross alert this week in the Biden administration. Ross alert, uh, Ross alert, alerts video. I want to give proper credit to videos. Breaking a train carrying hazardous materials has, de- has derailed and caught on fire. Play it for me. 
Just want to show that to you because I wasn't trying. This is one of many that has happened, you know, since the one in Palestine, Ohio. This is one of many that's happened. I haven't been documenting each and every one, but it is, you know what, it's gotten to the place because I know about each and every one of them because I live a sad and pathetic life of following these things endlessly, hours every day. So I know what's going on in the country. We're having mass derailments of trains everywhere and they're all hazardous materials. Under Pete Buttigieg, who has, has, has chosen not to swear an oath to the Constitution. So he's not constitutionally bound to do his job whatsoever because he's never sworn an oath of loyalty to it. He's never said that he'll protect and defend the Constitution. We got trains derailing everywhere with hazardous materials on them and them not doing a daggum thing. They haven't done a daggum thing in Palestine, Ohio. Not a thing. Not anything that really matters. Just had to show you that. Let's go to the next one. Paul Sperry tweet. Just had to show you, Manhattan DA Alvin Bragg, Twinkies, possesses exculpatory evidence showing Donald Trump did not intend to pay Stormy Daniels alleged hush, hush money before the 2016 election, undercutting the prosecutor's felony case that Trump falsified 2017 rape payment records to benefit his campaign. Leave this up for me. Let me just tell you this, what this means. The entire precipice of Twinkies' case against Trump, his prosecution against Trump, Remember, what he's saying is, is that Trump falsified bookkeeping and in so doing hid, because falsifying bookkeeping is misdemeanors, statute of limitations run out. So he has to tie it to a felony. The felony is campaign finance violation. So he's tying these 34, remember the 34 felonies of falsifying bookkeeping, the payments to Stormy Daniels, which I won't go into now. He ties him to the felony of a campaign finance violation because Alvin Bragg has deemed that Donald Trump hid his uh, non-disclosure agreement for the purpose of becoming president. So anything that he did with that was a campaign finance violation, which nobody has ever made that extension before. Even Merrick Garland refused this case. Even Alvin Bragg refused it until he knew he was going to lose an election unless he embraced it. So... But in order for it to be a campaign finance violation, don't you think it would have had to occur during the campaign? Because the payment happened after the campaign. Whoops. There's nothing to this whole thing. That's why he has this exculpatory material. Donald Trump made the payment to Stormy Daniels after he was elected president. Period. Case is over. 34, 34 felonies, and they gone. Next, New York Post tweet. And just to show you what's happening in, in, in the bastion of, of, of leftist uh, Democratic Party activity, New York Exodus continues in 2023, just continues, started in 2020. Now it's still going now. Exodus continues as more than 10,000 New Yorkers moved to, have moved to Florida since 2023, started. 10,000 people, which I guarantee you does not include March or April. 10,000 more have moved now to Florida, which is fine. You are all welcome as long as you vote for Ron DeSantis. Currently in the state of Florida, we do not hold, we do not have one Democrat that holds statewide office. That's the way it should be. As long as you're willing to come and continue, uh, continue that, that line of politics, as long as we don't have any Democrats, with any state, if you're going to come here and vote Democrat, please move to Kim Fox's Chicago. Please move. Please move to Kim Fox's Chicago. You know, move to Washington or Oregon. 
move out there. All right, let's go to the next one. I just wanted to show you this. Inflation by president. We're going left to right. There's Clinton, there's Bush, there's Obama, there's Trump, and there is Joe Biden. Currently, right now, you are paying a minimum of 15% more for every household item you buy. That's fact. That's why you don't put masks on. That's why you don't social distance. That's why you don't comply. That's why you don't play pretend. You get a 0.1% death rate. You don't pretend like it's a 10% death rate, a 50% death rate, because that gives you some sort of convoluted meaning in your life. You don't play pretend. You don't comply with playing pretend. You don't comply with people who are pretending so that you don't suffer the societal consequences of not complying. You simply don't comply because the next thing's coming. The reason why we have this is because we had a fraudulent election that ushered in the Biden regime. The fraudulent election was based on COVID-19 being an existential threat to your life, can't vote in person, can't have paper ballots, can't have signature verification, can't have uh, ballot tracing, can't have uh, uh, election, have uh, ballot IDs, nothing, vote IDs to vote, can't have any of those things because you can't, you can't, you can't have ID required to vote because then you have to show that ID in person. And if you come and you dare go to the election poll in person, you could die of a 0.1% death rate. This is what this is all based on because many people on the right complied is why we have, because Donald Trump got 74 million votes more than any incumbent in history. When, when, when Barack Hussein Obama was one after as the incumbent he got 65 million votes Donald Trump got 10 million more votes than Barack Obama and lost one Ohio and Florida nobody ever wins Ohio and Florida and loses an election but you can pull that off if you've got the seven cities and the six states and you just generate ballots overnight with these never in the history of the, never in the history of the United States have we ever shut down counting in the middle of the night how did they ju- how did they how did they justify shutting down counting in the middle of the night well we've got all these mail-in ballots that we've never had to deal with before because of covid don't ever comply to crap don't comply to stupidity because you're afraid of the consequences of not complying with it simply don't comply love you all back here thursday night 8 30 full 90 minutes of here this all the stuff i didn't get to their fault it's everybody's fault but mine it's how i live my life everybody's fault but mine i'm just kidding i live the opposite love love you guys so much 450 people on listen i've got a myriad of videos after this all brand new stuff you got to see it we've got stuff more joe biden gaffes things like that it's just too good it's great you have about 90 seconds worth of us pimping uh t-shirts in my wife's uh podcast hope hotline make sure you tune into that it's really good way nicer and way more friendly than i am but just hang around. You got to see those videos. I love you all. Back for a full 90 minutes of fury. Thursday night, 8.30. One last thing. God richly bless you all in Jesus' mighty name. Good night. For he who lacks these things is short-sighted even to blindness. Why are you making big decisions? People make life-changing decisions for themselves, for their kids, for their future in the midst of blindness. Because ask yourself, have I ever done the due diligence that's adding? Then why are you making decisions? You're operating in pitch black. You don't know what's an open door. No, there was an open door. It was an opportunity arose. It's a way that seems right to a man. I'm not saying you're wrong. I'm saying, do you know? It's the Holy Spirit confirmed to you 
that you're making the right decision. Dating that person, this job, this opportunity, whatever it may be. Have you fasted? You crucified your flesh, you operating by your feelings. It's a great opportunity. See it all the time. Opportunity does not mean righteousness. watching the Tom Lipley podcast, would you consider investing in the program? Go to TomLipley.com and donate any amount to the podcast and we will send you this exclusive TLP shirt.